This is a ticket to the party. Evening, boys. Oh, First service. You gotta love Mohammed. Oh, that is a moment of absolute magic from Federer. It's very magic, though. Right, guys, what a podcast we have for you coming up just now. Hey, boys, what a podcast. We have managed to source, find, capture. Reach lure. out. Yeah. <laughs> lure, lure, yeah. As lure, a lure, 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 lure to the cabin. That yeah. must be what is catfish. <laughs> <laughs> we have managed to get Fabio from Functional Tennis. There's no doubt in my mind you have seen him all over Instagram. And his podcast is out just now as well, which is bloody brilliant. That is indeed, yeah. Second best tennis podcast I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, Pricey is spot on. But yeah, we've got him, so... Buckle up, ladies and gents. Let's yeah. See what he brings to the cabin, huh? Virtually. Yeah, let's see what he brings. Fuck. Here's Fabio. Let's go. Welcome, Fabio, uh, to the Loosely Strong Tennis Podcast. You are obviously the main man behind Functional Tennis and Functional Tennis Podcast as well. Wow. Uh, I know, superb. Uh, lots of hats on. Um, but how are you today? First of all, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, late in the evening here, the kids are going down, so uh, can't wait till they're down, get an hour to myself, a bit of peace for a while, but not very, all good here. Superb, superb. So we know recently you've been at the Moritoglu Academy. How was how was that? And give us a little bit of an insight into to what you were doing over there. Uh, well, yeah, I was there last week for a few days, so I flew over, flew over to film at one of the trainers, uh, Lapo Beccarini, who's the fitness trainer of Holger Rune. Didn't work out. I didn't end up doing any film with him, so a bit of a failed trip on that part. But I'd never been to the Mortoglu Academy, so it was really good to get there and just see what's happening. I also made an effort. Also, I ended up in, in Monaco Country Club as well, where Holger Rune was training, and I just missed Berrettini. He'd been there. And then I sort of ended up at loose ends in there. I'd got a lift there with Mike James. I'm not sure if you know him. He's the strategist for Holger Rune. And I had to sort of, yeah, I, I didn't end up going to a session that I thought I was going to. So I'm in Monte Carlo Country Club on my own, beautiful place. I'm like, how do I get out of here? No car, no anything. So Ricardo Piatti, Ricardo Piatti's wife ended up picking me up and she dropped me down to their academy. So I was a few hours there checking it out. Beautiful, small academy. They had some like great players, great coaches, just great to connect with people I hadn't seen. Like I'd met him before met the wife before, but some of the coaches hadn't met before. So it's great to see them, see the center because I've posted so many videos. Then she gave me a lift back and we ended up tracking down the fitness trainer, Lapo, and yeah, ended up back going for dinner in Cannes. So that was the first day. It was just a bit all over the place. And then the second day, I mainly spent at the Mortoglu Academy, just checking out the players, uh, watching a few fitness sessions, training sessions, and just seeing the, the overall quality is amazing, the players like I don't know like there's nine ten year olds eleven year olds some of the 12 year old 13 year olds are absolutely amazing like I'm thinking in my head how could I even keep up with these uh they're really impressive and obviously there's I think there's 200 kids there that are paid to go there and then there's kids who are on a champ seed foundation who don't pay to go there 
and yeah they're in look some of the coaches are great the trainers are great and it's they're really in a good place it's an amazing inspirational place but it also wakens you up a little bit if maybe if you're a 13 14 year old player and you head out to one of these places and you see the level you're like do i really have what it takes like do i have the commitment like some of these players it's just tennis and nothing else you know you can't mention anything else which is kind of crazy i think it's a bit over the top but that's the dedication they have. It's absolutely amazing. And the center is a place. It's everything there. Like, it's totally different to the Piatti. Smaller, four courts there, two indoor, two outdoor. Nice gym, nice setup. And then the Mortogli have about 35 courts. And all the courts are full. There's adult camps in there. I actually heard their adult camps are sold, or adult and kids camps are sold out for the year. And But there's just so much going on. Like, there's a hotel there. It was closed that when I was there. But like there's a restaurant, there's a couple of gyms, there's all the chirotherapy, there's water gymnastics, it's just everything. So it's it's yeah, it's, it's a good place you should visit once at least. Being being lost in Monte Carlo doesn't sound too bad to be honest. <laughs> I think there could be there could be a lot of places in, in the world uh, you would you would rather not be lost in, but Monte Carlo I don't think I would mind. Um but no, that sounds it sounds amazing to be fair. I, I see what you're saying about players just eating, breathing and sleeping tennis. Uh, I don't know if that I don't know if you've got an opinion on that, if that's uh if that's something that's beneficial or not. Uh, maybe it's just a coming from me from a different opinion, it's maybe it's maybe not beneficial. I think it's good to have a kinda have a look into other things as well. You look at the top players in the in the game from from the past so many years and a lot of them were involved in other sports as well. So for me, I'd worry about a little bit of burnout. Yeah, no, look, I, I agree. And it is important. We just did a podcast uh, with a guy called Mario Novak, who's doing a bit of research into all this. He's a, he's a, what would you call, he's doing a PhD on it. And yeah, it's, it's just really important that kids do play other sports up until like they're 12, 13, 14. And they learn skills to integrate with other kids which is important because tennis is such a solo game and i think it comes a day where you have to take it seriously step it up and you can't be playing all those sports because the body will break down but also tennis is a long-term game they're playing for you know you're playing you could be playing from your five six seven eight you can be playing till your 35 40 and i think the kids who are ultimately at the top at that age don't end up being at the top when it really matters so yeah i, I think it's important they they try and do, you know, they try and play other sports. Also, it's when you're at these places and I have two young kids and I'm thinking, God, I wouldn't like to, you know, see your kids go away. And the very young ones would have parents with them. Maybe they live on site or they live locally. But to have your kids away at a camp at such a young age, it's it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit. Well, no, that's definitely a good point, Fab. But we discussed in the past on our podcast uh, a wee bit of Moritoglu, and we'd kind of said, you know, he's like a super coach. He's got like such a big facility, so many top players under his wing. But then we'd also sort of looked at the college system in America, and obviously, so many British players go over there, and we see them come back with like really good mm. success. Do you think the world, the, the world of tennis, is moving towards like the super coach kind of era, or is there like a, a college based system is going to maybe prevail? I don't know. It depends how good the player is. Obviously, players who are going to college ultimately won't need a super coach, I think. You know, there are some, the Cam Norris, the there's a few Americans that come out. So, but only be a handful of them, really. It's the players who are going, with the Holger Runes and the players who make a big impact straight away, they're the ones ultimately who'll need some sort of a super coach. Though, 
the Mortoglu thing is quite tricky at the moment, I reckon, because, you know, once Halep comes back, will Holger Rune share Patrick Mortoglu? Who knows? Who knows? It'll be an interesting one, though, and it'll be interesting for the for those who are onwatchers or onlookers of tennis. It'll be, it'll be nice to see if there's a little... Well, we've always spoke about it like having a transfer, uh, a transfer yeah, like market, day, yeah, transfer stuff. deadline day. Maybe like players and coaches could swap, <laughs> or they could buy players for, uh, buy like coaches could buy players or players buy coaches for the last like day of a year or something. That'd be quite interesting to see. They're too cutthroat tennis players. They won't allow that. Like the top guys are just assassins and top girls. It's just about them and nobody else, and they don't want to share anybody or anything. So. Uh, I think there'd be war if that happened. It'd be interesting, though. It would be good. It would be that we said before. Tennis needs to grow in a different way. It needs to get uh, new people watching, a new audience. So anything to anything to change it up a little would be would be quite good. Um, my next question for you though is, what what really made you get into what you do? Um, like, what was the switch when you when obviously you played before? But what was the switch that made you go into like this more business side, like the social media podcasting side? And what what was the the moment you thought, right? I need to go and do this. I just went with the flow. To be honest, uh, I yeah, I would have played a bit as I, I played with a bit as a kid, and I played like seventeen, eighteen. I wasn't really that good in the grand scheme of things to get a good US scholarship. Sort of stopped playing, and then. Took it up a little bit, then I got into weightlifting and then decided in my late 20s, I better give this tennis a go again. I got into it and I used to train, sorry, I used to live beside the National Training Academy Centre in Ireland. So I used to go in and hit with the Irish guys there, which was amazing. And that really helped stepped up the level. And then as I got, hit the mid-30s, I was like, there's a lot of good exercises on Instagram. And I thought, there's some good stuff here. Why don't I like collate it and share it? And I just start doing that and just start growing. And there was never an intention to grow a business from this. And I just saw opportunity. My background was in e-commerce, selling Christmas jumpers. So it was in 2008, I've been selling Christmas jumpers. What a change that is. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's e-commerce. So it's the same. It's like, it's a sport, you could say, a just different sport. But it was, so I, I was like, how can I start selling products here? And back about, in 2010, I think, I had a tennis app that was like our journals, only it was an app-based. And I had ran that for a while. And then the code I had lost the code. It turned into a disaster. So I said, why don't I start with that? But it was expensive getting an app going again. So I just said I'd start with a journal, start selling that. Did okay. We got Novak, had it, loved it, got to meet him, which was great. And then I knew a 30-euro product wasn't going to last. You know, it wasn't going to can't build a business around that. So came up with a practice journal. Then I said, I need a bit more. Then we found the tennis pointer. We used to post that video, Jonas Fortech, all the time. It did well as a 12-year-old hitting with the wooden spoon. And I managed to source the product and that went well for us. But that had its limitations. So I knew I'd better, you know, I'd better come up with something new here. So I slowly started working on the wooden spoon. Or sorry, on the, on the saber. And it's just sort of, it's been slow, to be honest. It's been slow, but just stuck at it and trying to do a bit more, get a bit better every day. We're all about getting 1% better every day, and I've tried to do that. And it's still, look, it's still moving a bit quicker now with the Sabre, which is great. The podcast, for me, we set that up because there's more defensibility to our account. Like, we weren't just an Instagram account anymore. We're selling some products. We have a podcast with some great guests, and it just added more value to Functional Tennis and to our followers. So, 
that was the idea. And I've just taken opportunities as I have along the way and trying to, to maximize and not overdo because I'm still a team of one here. So it gets a bit overwhelming at times. I can imagine. Uh, we've actually had a go at your um, the, the paddle before, uh, but we actually thought Ross P was using it as a spank paddle for a while. So. <laughs> he probably still is. <laughs> I did use it today, to be fair, but not for that. I, I don't want to see those videos, though. I've seen it being used in a few other places, but no, I don't want to see those videos. I know, to me, it was scholars for life. Uh, Fabio, just a, a quick one from me. What was your your kind of like eureka moment that you thought I'm going to turn a wooden spoon into a product and then develop that further? Well, I knew it was a bit of a. I come from the Christmas jumper world, so I'm all about fad products, and I knew it wasn't going to last forever. That's one and two. It was copied everywhere. Like anybody with a bit of woodworking skills, especially in Eastern Europe, was copying it. Then appeared in Alibaba. There was no protection around the name. And I just knew this just keep, can't keep going here. And like ours was actually, it's been refined since 2012. We use expensive wood. They don't break down. They're really good. And I get the emails then from people who buy them on Amazon. And they say, look, I should have bought yours because mine is cracked now, blah, blah, blah. So I got that. But it, it, it was just, it's tough competing on price for so long. And yeah, some people were just making them locally and selling them locally. So I just knew I needed something. It was just about building up a team. And it was always on the vision board, you could say, a pointer with strings. It was there from early on. And it just took a few years to, to come up with the right people to help me bring it to life. Well, we're going to purchase one and have a, make a few videos with it down at the courts. But we did enjoy nice. the wooden the one as well. Well, I'll tell you, the Sabre is a different ball game because it's sort of... it. People think they can't play with it and then they get in their hands and they like feel like God's using it. <laughs> can't wait, I can't wait. Um, you touched on it earlier uh, and I've listened to your podcast where you ask your guests this and now you're a guest on with us. What is it that you do, even it could be a podcaster in your business, that makes you 1% better every day? What is it that you do that you can tell us that we can maybe take on board or our listeners can take on board that what is it you do that makes you 1% better every day? I don't. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. At least he's not staying the same, you know. He's, he's, <laughs> but look, there's a, there's a lot. There's so much going on. Uh, there's a lot of parts of between life. There's obviously there's the work part. There's the personal part. There's the family part, and you're just trying to evaluate me at night time to see look normally it's like 3 a.m in the middle of the night when can't sleep and you're just trying to evaluate what you did the day before and how you can do it better and just you're just trying to learn from people how you can do little things better how you can be more efficient and sometimes you're trying to do too much you have to pair it back but you're basically just reassessing days and trying to make sure i'm better and i, I use sometimes a diary which i forward plan a lot so i'd have like dates in there where i try and visualize where i want to be moving forward and then i try to get there and go there okay i've done this and that's what i try and do a lot so but look you're always picking up little things but the main thing is you're showing up every day and you're just trying to move forward in the right way and making more positive decisions and ultimately some things are easy to track whether it's lifting weights or making serves you can get a pen and paper and you can track it. Uh, not everything's that easy to track, but those things are pretty good where you can track them. 
with a with a stopwatch. Yeah, I think I'll go to the gym tomorrow morning then. See <laughs> that on board at half five or something. Yeah. Uh, Fabio uh, Ross mentioned the podcast there, um, and you've had a, a variety of guests on from players to analysts to coaches. Even you had Mervez fitness coach on. What's the sort of guest you like speaking to, and what's the ones you think you engage best with and get your your most enjoyable content from? Because you've had the widest variety possible in the in the tennis game there. Yeah, I honestly I think for me it's the fitness guys are good. I'm just maybe it stems back to your original functional tennis stuff, but for me the the fitness guys I always get a good chat. I like to think I know a little bit about it. And I can sort of query them, but I definitely get a lot from the fitness guys. And look, we've had Casper Rude's trainers on, Mevedev's trainer on. We've had uh, Sabalenka's trainer on. We've had some unbelievable trainers on. And actually, only I messaged Matt Little there today. I'm going to try and get him back on to do Q&A with him. Uh, he hasn't replied, so hopefully he replies soon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I get, a lot out of fi- I get a lot of fitness guys. I think our listeners get a lot out of fitness guys. And yeah, for me, they're the best guys. Obviously, having players like I don't know Davidenko, Lubacic, Kasper Ruud, uh, Deminoir, they're really good. But sometimes they're a bit. Maybe the current players are a bit closed. They're you know they don't give away too much. The Lubacics and uh, like they were a lot more open. So I enjoy them because you expect them to be closed and they're a bit more open. And then. Uh, I think the fitness coaches are good. They seem to be quite open and open to sharing, which is amazing. There's a lot to learn from those guys. And uh, who's the guest you are still trying to get that you want on? Who's your who's your number one that you're wait, going wait, for? Who am I going for? T- t- tough, quite obviously. We'd like to get Federer on. Uh, <laughs> would be the main man. Have I tr- have I tried to get him on? No, I haven't tried to get him on. He's just so hard to contact. Like it'd be a bit of a joke trying to reach out to him. But <laughs> hopefully one day. He, he's the man. I'm also into getting other types of guests. Like we've had, we'd an Olympic skiers on one stage. We Tim O'Glock, an F1 old F1 driver. Yeah, I think I'm going to try do more of that stuff moving forward because only people said, look, it's a, it's about doing what I enjoy doing and get people I enjoy on. And with the new f- format of the podcast, I think I can ask questions that you know will relate to what we do and will relate to other people who have been high level athletes the business ones i don't enjoy so much <laughs> um honestly i'll come on it one day if you want <laughs> no, um, so we've got our, our questions for we've all asked our, our personal questions but we've got a few quick fire before we finish because it's always good to finish on a lighter note yeah. um right here we go question one pub quiz right you're at a pub quiz somewhere in ireland You've got three players you can take with you, all right? Three players, pub quiz. Now, you can decide whoever you want, whether you want to have a laugh or win the quiz, but you have to give us your three players that you're taking with you. Tough question. Tough. Is it just a general knowledge pub quiz? Yeah. Yes, yeah. just a general knowledge. Like, run of the mill. Run of the mill. I think you'd have to take, I t- I think you'd have to take Andy Murray with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good start. Andy Murray for sure. Andy Murray for for a start. Uh, it depends on the general knowledge. Like I'd say, something like Medvedev would be funny, but he may know nothing about Irish general knowledge, though he he could. But uh, I don't think you've put me on the spot here. Yeah, I think you have to take a female witcher to sort of balance everything, keep everybody in check. Uh, 
take who would I take female wise? I'd you're kind of right if you say something like eager, probably a lot of brains, but yeah, how much that's fun you exactly gotta have. What we thought was, was yeah. I'd take something like maybe uh Coco. Coco Goff could be, you know, a bit of funny. I think she's a bit of brains on top as well. They all have a bit of brains, but you might get a, a bit of fun. I've seen her TikToks. She definitely likes having a bit of fun. And then I may have to bring a some sort of a coach on board as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the expert on that, to be fair. I, I, bring, I bring a coach. Uh, what, what coach would I bring on board? Maybe a super coach. There we go. <laughs> Maybe a super coach. Uh, who? What super coach... I'm trying to think who is uh who would I what what super coaches are out there? I want Ivan Lendl wouldn't, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe a John McEnroe to mix things up. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. good that, that's the team. Mac McEnroe, Coco Goff, and Andy Murray, they're my three. There we go. Yeah, Strange yeah. three, but I hope it's not in America because she's not even old enough to have a beer yet. So <laughs> struggle. Yeah, no, Ireland, we're okay, we're good here. 14, I think it's here. Right. Speaking of beers, Fabio, if you were to go on a one night out and you were to take one tennis player with you, who would it be? On the beer, well, uh, Liam Brody likes the beer, I heard, so he'd be a good guy. Uh, tennis players are mad, by the way. You give them a beer, they go absolutely berserk, so you got to be a bit careful with the tennis players. <laughs> who would I like on the beer with me? Honestly, I, t- I think you'd have to bring Federer with you. Oh, yeah. I know it's a it's a cliche answer. It's it's a it's the it's the obvious answer. I think he would. I I think he likes a drink or two, and you'd probably get some some stories out of him with a few beers. I'd hope. Definitely, great answer. Great yeah, answer. That's a good one. We spoke on the pod about um, seeing some of the players out there on the tour as like Bond villain. So like Holger Rune, for example, could be a potential Bond villain for us. Um, do you see anyone on the tour who's sort of like that? Is it Runa or is there anyone else on the tour you could see who could be making a good Bond villain? I'd, I'd say you'd probably have to put in one of the females as a, the next Bond villain. Fe- yeah. Who would I put yeah. as a Bond villain? Who would be a Bond villain? Could be Ostapenko. <laughs> yeah. Or, Osta- I'm trying to... A Bond villain would be... Somebody quite serious. Who, who who's big? Somebody a bit crazy. Who's been who's been smashing rackets lately? Uh, not a Vash. <laughs> Ross P. Not a Vashka. Uh, Bublek. Bublek. Oh yeah. 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 The last one, and this is a bit of a thinker as well, I'm afraid. If you were stuck on a desert island, and you don't know how long you're going to be there for. What player would you want to be stuck with you? And also, if you had to watch one match just on repeat for the whole time while you're on the island until you're saved, what match would that be? I can't tell my wife that. I may not be able to answer this question. Must be probably a female. Just, just for yeah. So it could, well, the, like females are, they can kick my ass playing tennis. First of all, they probably get a bit more keep you warm at night time sure it gets cold at night time there <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah i'm, I'm not going to say which i can't i can't i can't say which female i don't my wife to uh, in case she listens to it. she won't listen to it but yeah 
And any matches? But um, what match? What 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 match? It'd probably be Wonder Wonder Wimbledon finals. Maybe not Wonder ones that that the Federer lost, but uh, definitely definitely one of the Wimbledon finals uh, would be anyone. There's been a lot. Even the Murray Wimbledon, the Murray stuff. There's some semis have been amazing as well. Just so many. I'm not sure I'd want to watch a match on repeat all the time either. Uh, I'd be too busy just playing tennis. Hopefully there's a tennis court on the island. Yeah, <laughs> well, That would be a good way to put it in, actually. We could add that into the questions Excellent. you're going to be playing with. But no, um, Fabio, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on as yeah, well. Um, such a laugh too. So from, from us, we wish you the best with, with what you're doing in the future. We'll definitely keep keep in with it and do some promoting with it as well. Uh, but no, it's been it's been a pleasure from from all of us, and thanks so much for coming on. Likewise, uh, thanks for having me on, and yeah, really like this. I'm actually trying to, as you said at the start, should get my face out there more. I'm trying to get on more podcasts, do different things, and tell the functional tennis story a bit more. So uh, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. That was superb, boys, wasn't it? Plus. Unbelievable! And what a way to end it with man. that comment, man. That was unbelievable. I hope his wife doesn't. Well, I hope she does because we want the listeners. But, yeah, we do, we do. but I mean, I'm on Fabio's side here. He can afford that. He can afford that drop listeners. We can't. Yeah, I'm going to send it to her. What do you think you made that spark paddle for? Oh, no! Jesus! But no, what a, what a guest! Such a good laugh as well. Great guy. Wish him the best for absolutely for the future. Honestly, I think. If you are a listener on our podcast, I highly recommend following them, following him and the whole brand on Instagram. It's yeah, a really it's good. a one man band. Look at, look at the shop as well. Listen to his podcast; it's really good. And some of the guests he does have. I know he mentioned a few there. They are really, really good and insightful. So, yeah, get if it's on good it, enough for Djokovic, it's good enough for us, huh? Yep. Yeah. And if we're good enough for him, then you're good enough for us as well. Right. Over and out, and we'll see you next week for our standard podcast. You guys really need to start getting involved with that. Thanks for coming.